Hey friends, welcome back. Are you ready to create a profitable service-based personal brand and business? Download my brand new workbook and you'll learn my signature six-step process to create a successful business with less hustle and more ease. It's got easy action steps ready to implement into your business immediately so that you can start creating a business that you love. Head over to bit.ly backslash attract and stand out online to download your workbook today. You're listening to the Attract and Stand Out podcast created for ambitious, heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships, influence others, and make an impact with everyone they meet. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I'm a mom of four, a wife, a storyteller, dream builder, and a personal branding and business coach. On the show, you'll hear real conversations about what it means to run your own business, what success actually looks like, and how you can overcome obstacles that get in your way. We're growing businesses with less hustle and more ease, transforming your mindset and inspiring you to get moving and to follow your dreams. Are you ready? Let's dive in. All right. Hey friends, welcome back to the Attract and Stand Out podcast. I am so excited for today's interview. I have my amazing friend, Latricia, with us. She has a passion for both design and helping others realize their vision of a beautiful space. She's combined these two at 918 Design Company, and that's how this amazing business was born. She has over 20 years in the home and design industry, and this passion has moved her to earn her Bachelor's of Science in Interior Design. Latricia has combined design and relationship building to create a successful business and helps her customers to grow their business and have a beautiful workspace to do this in. Welcome to the show, Latricia. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. It's so good to see you. All right, so I'm thrilled to have you here, and I want to learn all about how you came to start your business. Um, I love to hear stories of entrepreneurs who are on this amazing journey, creating, I know, their business and a life of freedom for yourself. So let's start at the beginning. Um, Tell us a little bit about who Latricia is and how you came to start your business. Okay, so... And uh, so you'll probably see a lot of these because I'm very expressive. <laughs> um, I, I am um, Latricia Towery, and I'm originally from Texas, Dallas, Texas. Um, and through my marriage to my husband, we've traveled all the United States because he was in the Marine Corps and brought me to California. And that's really where um, the seed was planted for my love for design. And it started actually... Um, with being a real estate agent. And so I was taking a lot of clients to different homes and I was really, really enthralled in um, the use of spaces in these houses. So the client is looking at it in one way and I'm looking at it in a totally different way. And so as this goes on, I decide I wanna go to interior design school. Um, I wanna take this a little bit further. So I went and got my bachelor's of science in interior design. Um, and started right into the commercial design side of it. So we were doing what we call TI, which is tenant improvement projects for commercial buildings. Um, I started in that direction, but I was still wanting, there was still a pull towards the residential side a little bit. So I was working for this commercial firm, started my own company on the side, basically, and was doing home staging for properties that are going on the market. So that put me back in residential spaces. Um, And so I was doing both. And after about three and a half years, I decided 
made the decision that I was going to leave my job and take the company that I built for my thesis project in school and go ahead and launch 918 Design Company. And from December 2018 till now, I have been working to grow and build my company. Hey, I and love that. Kind I of where that brings me now. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that you were a realtor before. So I can totally see how as a realtor, as you're going out and showing these properties, like that your design eye, which you're so gifted at, looking at spaces and like seeing how to best utilize that space and make it beautiful. Um, I personally love to go house hunting, not to buy, just to go and like <laughs> get design ideas and see like the different um, curtains that they use and like how they design the space to make, you know, a smaller space very efficient and uh, maximize yeah. on those. So I'm, I'm always, if, if a neighbor has an open house, or if I'm in the mood to go like look at new homes yes. and decor from my home, I love that. So I love how you took that passion from like that one business and started seeing a new way that you could look at it. Totally like, different way. Okay. Yes. Yes. I mean, it, it's, it's so funny. And I knew I would because it's so funny when we were getting this house built. I, I promise you, I went to that model home like every day almost until there's a house with Spanish being built just to keep looking and getting ideas and because I love model home touring yeah. I just go and look at a lot of model homes um but I knew that something was there and I wanted to act on it so yeah that was where was it that you kind of started to get the idea then for 918 design like was there a moment that you can remember that you wanted to have this transition yes so um there was a couple of things um in school, so when we were preparing our thesis project for our senior year to present and, and defend, um, we had to create our own company. So we had to do everything. We had to create the logo, business cards. We had to lay out a company. And that's the company that we would use to brand our project. Um, and, and by the way, 918 is my birthday, 918. Awesome, so I was gonna ask you. I was like, is that you ask me all the time. <laughs> yes so um it was my way of having a business that said something about me without using my name because if you want to think as a as a business woman down the line you might have to sell your company um and I don't want someone to run a company with my name and I'm not there so that was my way of interjecting but it's not so personal personally branded um but so that's that's behind the name and i know that was a rabbit hole sorry okay <laughs> but, all the things <laughs> yes yes so um in um in my junior year we had to do an 11 week um, on, um internship at a real interior design firm and i did at a design firm in anaheim um in week three of that internship they offered me a position to work part-time while i was in school and i accepted and when I graduated um, March 2016, um, they offered for me to go full time and I accepted. Um, so I would spend the fall of 2015 through December of 2018 there. And the real push for me to go ahead and launch my company was I was never, it took me three years to realize I was never going to be allowed to be anything or any, allowed to be great at all at this company. They already had in mind what they wanted me and I did not want to live inside that box as I'm seeing everybody else around me being groomed and pushed and 
and um, mentored and everything that was promised to me didn't happen. So I said, well, you've gotten what you've gotten. Get out there and give it to the world. See what happens. And 918 happened. Yeah. I love that, especially because you, you saw the potential for yourself that other people weren't willing to invest in. And I love that you didn't take any BS from it and you kind of pushed through and was like, all right, this is what I want and this is what I need. I'm getting out of my box right now. And you put yourself out there. And so many entrepreneurs have that same story, right? Like there's, right. there's corporate people that work in corporate America and that's great if that's what's ca the calling for them. But right. so I had that same feeling when I worked in retail management. I knew I was made for more. I knew I could do things differently. I wanted something different. And it took a little while, like, right? Like you get that itch to yeah. like, can I start my own business? Can I do something on my own? Can I do something completely different? And not everybody jumps out of, the, out of that box and no. allows to trust or trust themselves to do that. So I love that you trusted yourself because you've created this amazing business now. You've, you've done all the work, all the, all the hard parts of building the foundation for the business and getting some of those core pieces put together. Yeah. And now you have a real life business and you're a real life business. Making it's money. It's not a hobby, <laughs> which I <Ooh>. love. <laughs> Nobody works this hard for a hobby and I'm working hard yeah. now, right now. So, um, definitely, I'm definitely excited about where I am and, standing on that cliff and making that decision to to just jump and do do what I want to do do what I love to do and what makes me excited um, and happy and fulfilled and I couldn't have done that without the support of my amazing husband and my children just um, are awesome they're an awesome support system because we are you know we're transplants in California or all of our family is in Texas so having them and then the amazing friends around me who have been there from day one who were I'm calling crying on the phone like should I leave like I'm calling these this core group of women like oh my gosh I gotta get out of here should I leave should I stay it's a guaranteed paycheck oh my gosh this is crazy why would I do this why would I think I could start a business and what am I thinking? And then like, oh my gosh, I have to get out of here. I have to not lose my drive and my passion and be closed in for someone else's um, benefit. I've got to get out of here. So just the support of all of them and my crazy crying fit calls and, <laughs> and until the day I just opened my wings, spread my wings and jumped. Um, I could not have done this and gotten where I am um, without that support system. Yeah. It's very important. It, it's so true, too. We need to have people that believe in us to kind of <sighs> encourage us and to, to tell us, like, I know today's hard and you're, you know, it's, it's one of those days because we all have, it's kind of like the roller coaster of life, right? Like some days we're on that high and we you know we have this and we're super confident and we're going yeah. for it. And then the next day we're curled up under our covers in our bed going, wait, what did Just I do? Like that. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> That's so true. I love that you have an amazing support system because I find, especially in, uh, in business, you, some people have no support. Like most, a lot of their family might say, you're crazy. Why would you leave that comfy nine to five with the constant paycheck and go out on your own and trust in yourself? 
And it takes a special person to say, I'm okay not having that comfy paycheck for a minute. And you definitely have to plan for it. It's, I don't ever encourage yeah. people to just uh, jump um, out, but you know, start yeah. saving, start working on the side and start getting things prepared while you're um, in that transition stage when you know you're ready to leave. Exactly. And make sure you have something in place. You don't want to just leave and have no income whatsoever, but right. you surround yourself with people that believe in you and trust that you're making the right decision for you. Yes. And that you have like that amazing support system with your husband and your, your babies and your friends. That's such a valuable tool. So I always encourage my clients, like, even if it's not, if you don't have the support at home, which I'm so glad that you were blessed with amazing support at home. If you don't have it at home, find it. Like there's amazing people out there who are doing the same type of stuff as you're doing. Find that community, find that um, sisterhood or connection where you're able to have other people who are out there living their dreams and doing like the big, scary, hard stuff. Yes. Um, and just have that connection, have that tribe <laughs> of people. Because it's there. It's yeah. there. You have to do the work and go find it. Um, and I think you mentioned it earlier and I keep hearing this phrase, um, when I'm talking to people and they're, you know, recounting to me how they feel like I am pulling together what I pull together and getting it done and it's showing up and it's, for some people it's really hard to do, but you're showing up, you're meeting people, you're, and you're being very intentional about how you show up because you can, um, I, I always talk about this. I, you can be a party and go to this mixer, that networking but if it's not intentional in who you plan to have a conversation with, or you, it's got to be more than just being a body there. You've got to connect. You've got to be very confident in what you have to offer and know that you're going to meet the right person who wants what you have. And then you're going to keep connecting and keep connecting um, if you're doing it in that, um, that very intentional way. And that's a lot of it that has to do with a lot of, um, even if you don't have a support system, building that, like you said, that tribe, because they're there, yeah. they're out there waiting on you. Yeah. And they need you just as much as you need them. That's right. Hold you up and lift you up and make connections to other people that they know and that they meet. Um, I know that's one of the best ways that I've grown my business is meeting one person and getting to know who they are and what they do and um, trying to find people I can refer to them. And then they're learning who I am and what I do. And they're trying to find people that they can refer to me. And it gives you that ability to, to grow quicker because you have people on your side, people that trust what you're doing. They get to know who you are, right? Like most of our business is that know, like, and trust factor. If you get to know somebody and you like them and you enjoy hanging out with them and you start to build that trust with them, they're going to do anything for you. If they are out at a coffee shop and they hear somebody talking about needing a designer, they're going to be like, I know who you need to talk to. Like, here's our card. Call my friend. <laughs> She's going to take care of you. But that's, that's, that's so kind of, true. Yeah. And it's true. Like, I love that you mentioned having the intention when you go to a networking event, whether it's virtual or if it's in person, I know we're not doing a lot of in-person at the moment right. for the COVID, but being intentional, I know, I used to do a ton of networking. I actually built my business um, by in-person networking when I lived in Las Vegas. And I had to be very intentional because it was very easy to go to a networking event and walk away with nothing. And I, had, nothing. I had to start setting myself up for success. Like I would like, okay, I'm going to this networking event. My goal is to talk to three people. I don't have to talk to the whole entire room. I'm going to make three yeah. amazing contacts today. And I 
And I, if I wasn't talking with somebody who would be the right type of connection for me, I would ask them like, hey, do you know anybody here who does this type of work or that's looking for this? Can you make an introduction for me? And I would be very intentional. And I would leave with three contacts that were, I was going to be able to follow back up with afterwards, have either a coffee connection or have a mm -hmm. phone call with them and get to know them better. And that was how I built a lot of my business. So I love that you mentioned that intentional because I think you have to be super intentional. We can do a lot of busy work as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 can, I can spend hours of time doing busy work, like nothing productive, or I can be very intentional with my day and sit down and say, okay, these are my three tasks that I'm doing today. This is what has to be accomplished because those are going to move me forward. Right. I don't want to sit in my office all day and like twiddle my thumbs and like scroll. Facebook. No. <laughs> I mean, I do. Exactly. Sometimes I try to because that's my way of procrastinating. <laughs> but, we all do that. We're all guilty of oh, yeah. that. We're all guilty of that. And but it, then, as entrepreneurs, there's something about when you get into the thick of it and you really see just how valuable your hours and your time is. You just don't want to do any old thing. You're like, okay, this is, I know this is what is the meat of my business. This is what is going to drive dollars or this item is what's going to drive um, interactions and reaching out and getting new contacts. Then you start looking at stuff um, a lot differently. And that's been, I think, the newest thing for me. Um, is being like realizing how um, important my use of time is, especially now as I've developed some health issues that I need to address. So I definitely have to be on it when I'm working so that I can dedicate that time to myself and rejuvenate and revive and take care of myself so that I can be here to deal with all this business. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things that I help my clients do is to make sure that they're working smart with their hours. So that they don't have, like, you can work, if, like, there's going to be times in your business where you have a heavy workload and you're going to work more hours than in others. Mm -hmm. But if you are really conscious of where you're spending your time and what you're doing, you can maximize that so you don't have to work crazy insane amounts of hours. Like my background was retail management where I had to work 60 plus hours a week and that burnt me out. I was exhausted. And so now I build my schedule where for the most part, I work 25 to 30 hours a week. Nice. It's balanced. Sometimes it's more like if I have a big project coming up or if I'm doing a launch or if I have something new going on. But for the most part, I work really smart. I know what I need to do each day to, for like moving my business forward without having to spend, you know, 10 hours sitting at my desk. Right. Do the same amount of work. Right. So. Right. Yeah, that's good stuff right there. <laughs> there. There is no need. Like, like I didn't like, yes, I created myself a job. Like I have a business that I, I'm a solopreneur. Like I have virtual assistants and I have people that help me with different things. But with my business, it's not, it's not scalable as much as say like with your business where you can bring other designers into your team. And I love that you mentioned that you didn't like I, my business is branded off of my name because I am intentional. Like this is my business, my baby. Right. I have no intention of scaling it to a crazy level or, you know, working myself out of a job. Like this is my passion. This is what I love to do. 
where your business is built off of a foundation where you're able to bring in other designers and kind of grow the company. And like you said, you can sell it one day. Right. Right. I right. love that you, that you thought about that process way early on, even while you were in school still, right. It was something that you knew you were intentional about. And right. a lot of, you have to, as an entrepreneur, you have to decide what that's going to look like for yourself in the that's beginning. Right. Like, what is this going to look like? Are you creating a business, that's a personal brand is for you, or are you going to make it scalable to where you can bring more people in and grow it in a different way? Right. Right. I, um, I got this goal um, of mine stuck in my head from a speaker um, that I watch. My husband and I, we watch um, motivational speeches and videos and stuff in the morning to kind of get us going for the day and get our direction. And one guy said that he really um, only wanted to initially grow his business. He only initially grew his business because he needed to make enough money for his wife to have the surgery on her brain that was like $300,000 or whatever. Wow. And then it changed to wanting to be a provider in the sense for others and, and build a business that provided an income for others to grow and either stay and, and let the business take care of them or create reach their own goals and dreams and I thought that was just the dopest thing that I've ever heard because you know it gets really frustrating in the Asian time of it seems like it's every man for themselves and nobody's really thinking about anybody else but to hear someone say I, I want this business so that I can take care of other people and give them an income that just it just, I don't know, it just did something to me and in my heart. And I, and I immediately was like, I want to do that. I want to provide a, a home for someone to work and provide an income from some, for somebody or multiple individuals. Yeah. I want to do that and, and, and have that form of giving back um, of what you've been blessed with, because I'm a, so I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, um, too much is given, much is required. So the more I am given, that's the more I'm required to give back or give out. Um, and I feel like that keeps things going. You were saying earlier about um, how you were talking about referring when you're um, networking intentionally with people and well, can, is there someone you know um, who could use my services or need, or need this or need that? Um, I think that's the greatest way um, to build an amazing business because you're, I'm, I for one, am a big referrer. So I like to refer people. I like to get people business and get them connected so that they can make that great connection. But, it's, but I've noticed um, in doing that and not complaining and not into asking in so much where it's forceful, well, make sure you get me somebody. In not doing that, I just keep getting and getting, receiving and receiving. It's like amazing. Yeah. What that give and take is in the circular, in the in the means of keeping things going. It's just so amazing to me. Yeah. And that's how I've worked my business as well, because I say I'm a connector because I love connecting people. I like that. Like, how, who can I connect this person with? Like, who do I know that would be like the perfect fit for them? And when I can make those connections, I feel so good. But I don't ever, I don't do it with the expectation that I'm going to get something back from them because I kind of, the universe and God have like pulled that together for me. Like, 
the more that I give, the more I show up and help other people and make those connections or just be of service in general as a, you know, just be a nice, kind human being who loves mm -hmm. others and wants to do and see other people do well. Like it's come back and that's, that's the beautiful thing. Like there's no expectation. You're I, like, I'm just like you, like it's all about giving and connecting and helping other people. And because of that and having that type of, I don't know if it's personality or um, ability, like my business has grown because other people are like, you know what, how can I help you, Darlene? Or, you know, how, what, what, what kind of, what kind of support do you need? Or, Hey, I just met this person and I think they'd be a great person for you to talk to. Yeah. And they're not always a client, but there's somebody else who I can add to my database of just people that I know and that I can use as a referral source as well. Yeah. Wow. See, yeah, I love that. It's just, and I feel like that's um, uh, a, a, a more efficient, more, um, I can't think of the word, um, a calmer way, almost a calmer way of doing things because you know that you're doing things for the right reason. You don't have to stress about uh, what's going to come to you because it just naturally does. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so much nicer, right, than having this expectation. Well, I referred this client to you, so where's mine back? Or right. expecting from other people. Like I think we, we get hurt the most when we expect something from someone else that they're not yeah, right there. To give. So why yeah. even like don't even set it up in a way that we're expecting exactly. whenever I expect something from someone else. Like sometimes they come through, right? Like it's, but it's my expectations. They, it might not even be what they want or what they need. So. No, it's, it's, you're exactly right. And that's exactly how I, at this point, it, it just gives, it's a, a stress-free free way of working and I'm just able to do what I'm going to do and it is what it is and what is for me is for me. And it always, always, always shows up. So yeah. And maybe not even from the same place where nope. that referral came from. And that's okay. Yeah. But and I'm okay with that. It's just, it's just like this relief to not have to stress and worry and put expectations on other people or ourselves and just showing up. So yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your business. What is it exactly that you do? So... Okay. Let the people know. <laughs> okay, sure. So um, my business, even since I started, has um, kind of transformed, transformed a little bit. So initially when I started, my company was part home staging and part interior design. And now we've kind of um, transitioned away from the physical side of staging. So we don't physically stage anymore per se, but we do the design, the staging consultations. So we go in and we have the hard conversations that realtors typically don't have or don't want to have, um, which is really not their job to have to do that. They need to focus on getting that house sold. And the seller's job is getting that house prepped and ready to um, attract the most amount of buyers. And in order to do that, it needs to look a certain way. Um, and so we do that as far as um, the staging, we do the, the in-home consultations now, no more physical part. And now it's predominantly interior design. And when I say interior design, I mean, I wish I could say interior architecture because we actually build the interiors. Um, the interior decorating 
part, if it comes at all, doesn't even come till the end. And a lot of people are confused about what we do. So if it needs to be built up on the inside or torn down or redid, that's what I do on a um, residential and commercial. Um, I do do the decorating side of it, the aesthetic side of it as well. But if it's on a full on project, it's kind of close to the end. Um, we, I'm currently doing a project that's a commercial project where it is mostly um, space planning and furniture. So that's what I like to call it, space planning and, yeah. and all that. That goes into FF&E, which is finishes, fixtures and equipment and all of that in our terminology. Um, so if it needs to be redesigned, reimagined, um, remodeled, that's, we, we do it all. That's our job. Yeah. What have you found has been some of the challenging pieces to building a business? Um, I would have to say, um, realizing very quickly when you start your business that if it's a passion, something that you have a passion about, often the business side takes over that more time than you get to in, to enjoy the passion side when it's especially for solopreneurs because you're doing it all um so having to be very business minded business focused and learning all of the administrative um, financial business side of it before you even get to have fun with the passion creative side for me and my business yeah. Um, learning very quickly that you have to be all of that first. Then if you get your work done there, then you can have fun. Um, so yeah, that's been, that was the biggest thing. I'm doing so much better when it comes to that though. I'm, I'm okay with being um, the businesswoman first and then getting to dive into um the fun side, the creative side, the passion side of interior design. And I have to get used to that because if you try to scale, if you want to scale, you'll be less and less on the passion side because you're bringing people in to do that. And you're more of the rainmaker. You're going to get the projects. You're going to get the funding and the money while everybody else works on that. So I have to learn to, um, which is probably why I will only scale so much because I always want to be involved in what I love. Yeah. So that's been the biggest challenge. I love that you brought that up too, because so often we think, okay, I'm starting this business and I'm going to be able to do all the stuff that I love doing all the time. And then as you get into it, you're like, well, wait a second, I have to build a newsletter list and I have to work on my website and I have to do my payroll and my accounting <laughs> and I have to schedule a meeting with an insurance broker or like you have all these different tasks that start coming up. And before you know it, you're like, well, wait a minute, I'm not even doing my business part of it exactly like, i know for my business like one third of what i do is my passion like the coaching where i'm actually engaging with a client and helping them grow their business and put those things in place but the other two thirds are marketing and creating content and blog posts and videos and training series and networking and pitching myself for podcast interviews and all this other stuff which i enjoy doing because it gets me to my passion, right? It gets me to that one third of actual coaching time. Right. But when we start our business, we don't think about it. You think, okay, I'm a hairdresser, so I'm just going to do hair all day. Oh no. And that's not true. <laughs> like you have to, like where are the client's going to come from? If you aren't out there marketing and connecting and <laughs> relationships, 
there's no clients to do the hair for, right? Or whatever your business is. So it's that balance of doing your passion work, but being dedicated to the process of marketing yourself out there. And it, I think that owning a business has been like the biggest self-development program I ever could have put myself through because I'm always learning something new and figuring something else out. Yeah. I'm like, I'm on Google and then I'm on YouTube and I'm like, I got this. I can do this. <laughs> exactly. And, and I, I've learned, I think I'm more tech, tech savvy than anybody in this house now. So everybody comes to me and I got young people, except for my son, cause that's his, his field. But as far as everybody else are like, wait, how do you do that? I'm like, y'all are 20 something. Why do you not know how to do how to do that but you know I came to terms with that and I actually kind of enjoy the business side of it as well and um having to be responsible for that for the the side that gets like you say gets the clients in the door because you gotta you gotta know how to get paid you gotta know how to what what are your processes what is the company processes how do we handle this how do we um explain that to clients, how do we get the information out to them? Somebody has to do that or there's no business to be had. So um, I've learned to be okay with that part of the business as well, Um, having my own company as well. So, yeah. And I think when you're growing a business too, it's so, it benefits you and your business so much when you as the owner know the processes build the processes, make the standard operating platform for your business. Like you create it, you do the work to get it going. And then you don't have to do it forever. Like you can pass that on as your business grows and you can have, you know, virtual assistants or team members take on those roles. But I think it's important to know what that looks like for your business. Right. You can do it no matter what, if somebody leaves the company or if um, somebody's not able to follow through on something, you can come in and teach them and train them, or you can do the work if you need to. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like some of the bigger companies, the owners don't know some of those processes. So when something happens, they don't know. Like, they don't know how to train somebody else or teach them. So I know for myself, like I always want to learn how to do it. I might not get it right every time, but I want to at least try or at least be involved in that system to a degree before I hand it off to a virtual assistant. Like. Like I want to create a system that works and give it to them. And then if they have a question, they still have someone to come to or if they leave, I can figure it out myself if I had to. (laughs) Exactly. And be in, and the, the show, well, like my mom used to say, one monkey don't stop the show. So if one thing happens or falls apart or one, like when we used to play with those, um, when I was little, we had those little monkeys in the can and they all connect. If one falls apart, then the whole thing doesn't have to fall apart if you have things in place. And even as, even with a small business, um, you still have to have procedures and all that good stuff. And that the first year in business, when I didn't have any projects, I spent that entire time laying things out, how everything should go. That's what I spent my time on. So when all of a sudden COVID hits and I'm slammed with projects, um, I have a process to get them all started and get them all in motion and get them all, get all, get working on all of them. And I don't feel overwhelmed because I know what I'm, I know how to get it going. So, yeah. yeah. Those those, having a procedure in place, especially like if you don't have any kind of foundation built for your business or procedures, 
it's so hard as you're growing to go back and do that work. It's so important yes, that, it you build it as you go and, or you build the foundation. Like that's what I work with my clients with, right. Is like building that foundation for their business so they can scale it. They can grow it because otherwise it's just like building a house. If you have a weak foundation and you're trying to do all these things and you're putting a second story on it and you get 10 more clients, all of a sudden everything comes tumbling down and then you you almost feel like you're back to square one or back to square zero actually because you're like trying to reinvent the wheel while you have this heavy load of clients going yeah, no. and that's mm -hmm. that's a lot of pressure for anybody to have to do it is. it is and it's not healthy yeah it's not healthy it's not you know we tend to put our um ourselves and our health on the back burner when we get into these jobs and careers and um, we get going, oh, my, my company is my baby. No, you are your baby because if you can't, if you're not around, who's going to do the work? Yeah. Um, and creating creating um, a way to do your business, a blueprint for your business so that you're not burning out. Or if you, God forbid, you do get sick, you can hand that process over to somebody else and they can keep things going for you until you're better and up and running and can kick back in so yeah yeah I'm glad you mentioned that too because like self-care as a business owner it's so important mm -hmm. that we take time for ourselves that's and right I hate yeah. this thing but I use it all the time like the oxygen mask like on the airplane right like you it's have, true you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself and take care of you before you can take care of everybody else. So as, if we're burning right. ourselves out, we're working nonstop, we're not exercising, we're not eating healthy, we're not taking a self-care day or a bubble bath at night or getting our sub pampered in whatever way we like. Like I like to go get a pedicure and different things like that. When I do those things, I can show up so much better because I'm taking time for me versus where I'm just like, go, 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 go. And then I'm like, done, I'm spent. <laughs> And our health is the most important thing. Like, if we're not healthy and strong for our business, like no one else is going to do that for us. We have to be there to at least in the beginning to make sure everything's set up. So That's it's right. so important that we take care of ourselves. That's right. That's what so are, right. What are some of your favorite ways to take care of yourself as a businesswoman? Oh, um, let's see. I love, um, well, I used to um, enjoy going to the wineries and just taking a day where I just go to one and just find me a cozy corner, take my laptop and sketch because I like to sketch, digitally sketch now. Um, and sketch interiors, have a glass of wine, chill and, and take notes um, on what I see for myself. And for the company in the future, I love bubble baths. I love spas. I wish I could go to one so bad right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, um, I, I really enjoy um, getting out with my husband and just spending some quality chill time with him. And, you know, it so, gets really busy in here sometimes and just having an opportunity to stop and talk and have a conversation because that's, we're really big on that. Yeah. We always, we always used to say that um, our marriage will last because we know how to talk to each other about anything besides kids. And that's always important because the kids grow up and they go away. And if you have no conversation after they leave, that's not good. Yeah. 
and we're coming up on 25 years so we love talking about anything other than this. <laughs> unless we have to <laughs> because we have them so you know we'll talk about them but we want to have other things we want to be able to have adult conversations with each other and and you know know that we're still still connected so that's a really big thing for me it helps me to and I can I can vent and um, share my feelings and get advice uh, from him. So that's a really big part of my self-care and just taking a day for me where I don't do anything. If I don't want to get out of the bed, I don't. Um, if I want to just chill and watch Golden Girls all day, <laughs> I'll do that. Those yeah. are my girls, Golden I, Girls. Also, I, know. My I love that you love the Golden Girls too. <laughs> I love them. They were the inspiration for my studio redesign. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, those are the big ways for me. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned like just taking that time, like set it. It's almost like you're setting boundaries for yourself for making sure you're taking care of you. And you have that sacred time with your husband. You have that sacred time for yourself just to go and be creative in a, and we both live in the same community. So wine country is one of my favorite ways too to like unplug, like if I need inspiration or if I just need a day for myself, like there's nothing better than driving out and seeing all the vineyards and wine country and having a glass of wine. And sometimes that's, you know, with girlfriends and or with my husband, or sometimes it's by myself, and it's just me having like that quiet space. So but a wonderful reset. That allows for reset. I'm more creative, I found too, when I take time away, and I change my atmosphere, and I don't put that expectation of work, 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 or I've got to do all these things. It gives me the ability to have more flow when I come back to it. So I love it. Yes, that's, I can't wait to this. I really, I just, I feel like I'm not going to get back to the wineries until 2021 at this point, but <laughs> uh, when I do, I'm going to quite enjoy that. They may have to kick me out. I don't it's know. On. It's on when it happens. <laughs> they may have to kick me out. So, but Hey, it is what it is, but yeah. So definitely a big proponent of take care of yourself. Yes. What have been some of the ways that you identify success for yourself? Like, do you have any markers or ways that you like to identify success for what that looks like for your business or for you in general? Um, for me, it's, it's not, for me, it's client um, happiness and client um, appreciation. Like, I love getting those emails or those texts that are like, oh my gosh, you, I got, I got one yesterday uh, on a commercial project and he said, um, he canceled a whole meeting because we were going to review boards and he was like, yeah, we don't have to do that. We already picked what we want and we already picked this design. And he was like, by the way, my wife was super impressed and that's really hard to do, <laughs> which I get because during the vetting process to get this project, I, it took a month for me to get this project and they were vetting a couple of other designers. One fell off and it was against me and another designer and the husband favored one person, she favored one person. And I was like, Oh Lord, what am I getting into if I get this project? But <laughs> when he sent that, I was like, Oh, impressed was she. Hmm. That's, <laughs> I 
learned that like because you're right sometimes like especially when you're working with more than one person and in your industry like that probably happens a ton you have especially with if it's a commercial project or if it's residential spouses of some kind and then if it's um, commercial it could be business partners and different people like that and we all have different views and opinions and experiences and life Mm. things and we have our one way of visioning it and somebody else has their way of visioning it. So for you to come in and win over the person who maybe wanted to go a different direction, like that's, that's a testimonial right there in itself. Right. Like exactly. That. Cause I, I know she was leaning towards a different designer, but that's, and it's so funny. They ended up um, <laughs> um, hiring us and it's just, I, I was like, Oh, I was just really surprised, but I like those things to me that matters more. Um, because it's saying the way we design, the way we, our thought process is when we're, because everybody's project is completely different and has completely set, um, different set of needs. If we're meeting those needs and exceeding those expectations, um, that to me tells me that I'm successful and what we're doing is successful. And I want more of that. Yes. Yeah. I, it's there's nothing better than a happy client like it always we get enough of the ones that are not (laughs) (laughs) nothing you can do and I think some people uh, and I you can see it sometimes there's you will get clients that there's nothing that you can do that's going to be 100% perfect so yeah yeah. and that's so like you can't make everybody completely happy no but at the same time like you show up you do your best you give 110 percent of yourself and that's right that's all that you can that's all that you can do is like that's as all a yeah um and and that's also i feel like it's such a learning environment too because as you're taking on new future clients you can look for some of those red flags from the people that were really hard to please or the people that are like what I call like a D client. Like they're not your perfect type of client, you know, and you can, as you grow your business, you start to spot that. And you can say, you know, I actually think another designer might be better for you. Let me refer you over to this person. Um, and you can have control over it. Where sometimes right. you're taking, I know for myself, like I took a lot of different types of clients in the beginning and I mm-hmm. learned what I liked and I learned what I didn't like. And I yeah. learned for some of those red flags and not to say that it doesn't sometimes happen still, like there's still some clients where things don't go quite as we expect, right? Or mm-hmm. it's gonna be one way and we have to work really hard to get them the success that they need. Right. Whatnot, but I can watch for that now. And I can, I can easily identify, you know, I actually don't think we're gonna be the best fit. Right. And I love that I can say that because I don't wanna take every single client. Like I, if I know it's gonna be hard for us to, like as a coach, like if we're not the right personality type, it can be really hard to move forward. And I don't want to take somebody's money if we're going to have a hard time building that relationship. I would rather refer them to somebody else who I trust and know will take good care of them than take on a project that's going to make me feel like I'm like exhausted and burnt out and so worried all the time. (laughs) Right, exactly. And that also to me is success, is knowing that my business is not hinged on having any and everybody as a client but only the ones who fit um, perfectly into what it is that I offer. Because I, what, if we're working together, I want you to have a great experience. And I deserve a great experience as well. I don't want to be walked on, stepped on, talked too crazy. I just, real estate taught me how to really decide who 
and who I'm not going to work with. And that's okay. You may be a better fit for someone else because we all have different personalities, but I want to make sure that what you get a quality project, I don't want it there to be any hangups or blocks for me to prevent me from giving you that. So if I need to refer you to someone else, I'm okay with that. No, and, the, and that's, that's when you know you've made it, right? When you can say, I don't need this client. Like, I would love to that's help right. them the right fit, but I also know I have boundaries in place for how to move right. forward with this. Right. So, yeah. Yep. I love, yep. I love your, your idea of success because I think you're doing a beautiful job of creating it. So. <laughs> Thank you. I worked very hard and, and, and will be working <laughs> very hard for a while just to to keep keep you know keep my dream going and get it exactly where I want to be but I'm very happy right now very happy I'm very content with how things are going um, in the company and the direction that I'm going so yeah I love it well as we kind of wrap up this interview I always like to end my interviews with some rapid fire questions just so we can get okay. to know Latricia a little bit better um so I'm always curious about people's morning routines. So okay. I'm curious, do you have a morning routine? And if so, what is it? Okay, so our my morning routine has fluctuates a little bit, but it's basically this. I get up, I grab a cup of coffee, um, and I watch a couple of um, my favorite motivational videos that are on YouTube that we save. We have a motivational list. Yeah. So we watch some of those. Um, oftentimes I will also include my prayer journal. Um, that's how I pray. I, I prayer journal. Um, I feel like I get a better and a more open, honest conversation with God when I can just write as if we were sitting in front of each other, like you and I, yeah. and not with the thou's and thou arts and all the very formal way of praying. I never felt like that. I connected with that, but instead having a conversation on paper and saying this is what I'm struggling with right now and praying will you help my friend so and so or I'm praying for this person so and so um I I get it it's very therapeutic for me and also I get to go back and see how things that I was worried about things that really had me down how that situation turned around and it's very encouraging and motivating because it always does but it doesn't feel like that when you're going through something yeah. but to be able to go back to a written piece of history and be like I wasn't worried for nothing I remember what happened this happened everything was just fine yeah. um so I do that as a part um of my routine have a conversation with my husband and then I come get on my tough commute up the stairs to the studio <laughs> get into that stairs traffic on the way to my studio. So that's the best traffic to be in. <laughs> so great. Yes. Fast trip. Yes. I love it. Yeah. You definitely, um, that's one of my favorite parts is not having to do a commute anymore <laughs> and being able to like my commute usually before COVID obviously like was taking my kids to school. Like that was like yeah. my drive time. And then I come yeah. back to the office and I'm like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> I did not miss the real commute. Mine was more like two hours each way. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how people do it. <laughs> two seconds. Three, 3.2 seconds. I'm good with that. I love it. <laughs> so, so who has been the biggest influencer 
in your life? My grandma, um, who I lost in 2016. Um, I lived with my grandma my whole life. My mom was there, but my mom was one of those kids that like never really quite left the nest. So I had all this time to be around my grandmother and um, it was just an amazing experience. And I think that's why, I think that's why, you know, I know that's why I'm so, I love the Golden Girl so much because when I was a little girl and I have a picture of this, in this picture is me, my grandma, my great grandma and my great great grandma. And that was my little crew when I was growing up. I love, love, love being around these ladies and other people would want to have um, sleepovers with their friends. I was like calling my grandma, my great grandma, can I come over to your house? And she was like, okay, tell your mom to bring you. And so I bonded with these women. Um, and as I lost them, I began to realize just how precious my time was and all the wonderful things that I learned from them and living with my grandma my whole life. That was my ride or die. And I hated to lose her, um, but I was thankful at the same time because she was in a lot of pain. Um, so I, I was glad to see her go and let that go, um, let that pain go. Yeah. Um, but I miss her. I miss her greatly. Um, but I know that she's incredibly proud of the woman um, that she had such a huge part of um, growing up and, and, and building. So I, I, that, that's my biggest influence is my grandma. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I'm sorry for your loss, but I, my grandma was one of my favorite people too. Yeah. So I can totally relate to that. Yeah. The story that you're able to share and like how that has been infused into who you are today. And I yeah. love like, the Golden Girls as a part of your brand. Like you talk about it, it's part of your office thing. And it yes. so relates, like, you know, how much I love storytelling. Like I, yes. how you grow your business is by sharing stories. And that's a beautiful piece to your brand that yeah. I'm so glad you shared it with us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for so, the opportunity. Yeah. We shared a little bit earlier about, um, self-care and I always, I'm curious, like what's your happy spot though? Like when you need, you mentioned the wineries, is there any other way, like if you need to recharge or reset that you like to spend your time? Yes, um, my pat, my back patio is my little my like, because I took we took our um our big comfy cozy couch that we had and we put it back there, and we have the whole covering things and ceiling fans and lights and fire pits and all that stuff back there, but I don't know it's something something about that couch. Everybody who comes to my house, they're like in love with this couch um and it's so cozy and comfy but there's a corner the right corner i love to get into that right corner and if the ceiling fans are going out there and a nice breeze it just it's a nice place to reset um and, it, and i feel like i get the opportunity to recharge and just refill myself for the day whether it's I'm on a break because I'm learning to take breaks because I'm one of those people who will just keep going and going and going and going and going and I need to stop that. Um, so I will run down and take a break there. And it's one of my favorite spots to, to just recharge. I love that. And especially because it's in your home. So it's a place that you can go to no matter what. <laughs> so 
That's perfect. I'm going to have to come over one day and recharge on your couch. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, you're going to get in that corner and you're going to be like, girl. <laughs> you can't have it back. I'm taking it home with me. <laughs> I'm going to take this here with me. <laughs> awesome. And my last question for you is if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Um, I really want to go to Santorini, Greece, I think it is, because I just want to look at the architecture and because I just I'm obsessed with um hotels and inns and architecture there I like follow them on Instagram so I get these notifications and just the architect the color and the the landscape it's just so beautiful and I just want to physically walk through and experience what it's like to live there and um just enjoy life there so I really, really want to go to Santorini. Yeah, that yeah. sounds amazing. It, yeah. it, it, oh, it's so beautiful. I mean, and I, I need to go soon because other people are catching on or have caught on. So everybody's going there now. Well, it was right now. Nobody wants us. But <laughs> what, when we're allowed back, I just want my opportunity to experience it as well. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I'm packing my bag. I'm coming with you. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for being on with me today. Can you tell everybody how they can connect with you? Where do you like to hang out? Um, uh, you can connect with me on Instagram. It's one of my favorites because it's so visual. Um, at 918designco. Um, you can find us there. You can find us on Facebook at 918designco. Um, we are on LinkedIn and my website, www.918designco.com. Um, I'm always revamping and turning that thing around. It's always different. Everyone's, <laughs> but, um, Instagram is a really great place to connect with me. Send me a message. I do answer messages, um, like something, share something. Um, we just love interacting with people and, um, who love creating spaces or who want their spaces created as well. So check us out. Awesome. And um, I know you have a free gift for the community yeah. for joining us today. Um, yes. What's your free gift? Tell us about it. Okay, so our gift is creating a dope workspace. And this came out of everything that's happened with us being all being locked down and having to learn new ways of working and um, continuing our business, whether we're, we work somewhere else or we're telecommuting. So I think that workspaces should be um, calming and serene and inviting, um, inspiring as well, no matter where it is, whether it's in an office or in your own building or in your corner of your kitchen. And so I have created a little guide on, and it kind of goes through telling you what are the um, important things that you need to have in a home workspace um, so that it's functional and you get the job done in the space. So I've created this workbook um, with some information about doing all of that and some resources and some fun stuff on um, helping you to create that type of workspace. Awesome. And I think you have it in the link. I will have the link in the show notes. So that's a wrap, everybody. Thank you so much, Latricia, for joining me today on the podcast. Thank you. It was so fun. And we will see you guys all next week. 
Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you love the show, leave a review and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. It would mean the world to me. As a special thank you, I want to offer you a free gift, my Uncover Your Niche workbook and video training that helps you become unforgettable to your audience. You can sign up at darlingholly.com. I look forward to seeing you all next week. In the meantime, have an amazing week and we will talk soon.